Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Corfcast. This is episode four now, I think. But um, yeah, it's kind of a bit of an off-the-wing one that I just decided to do. Just because I'm trying to keep the content coming out once a week, if that's possible. And also because it's for Toolkit Tuesday, that's part of the Discussion December on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, this one's going to be a bit of a triple threat. It's coronavirus conspiracies and counselling. So this year's obviously been a bit of a mess in terms of the lockdowns, coronavirus, just everything going on, uh, George Floyd, all of this stuff. It's just been an absolute mess. But um, so really it was the very end of last year, actually on New Year's Eve, that the World Health Organization was informed of a cluster of cases of pneumonia, but of an unknown sort, unknown cause that was detected in Wuhan. Um, there was also all these rumors about it coming from a lady eating a bat in Wuhan. Um, some, well, some of the earliest cases did have a link to a wholesale food market. However, there were many more cases that didn't actually link to this. So that is just a rumor. I suppose we'll probably never find out where it, the original source from it was. And even if there was a lot of cases that were probably hidden before this, no one really knows. But yeah, I remember at the start of the year talking about it at work and it was just all really weird because we were talking about Italy going into lockdown and having a lot of cases and just kind of like almost brushing it aside saying that like, oh, it won't reach us, it won't be that bad. And then all these months on, well, we all know what it's been like. It's been horrendous and there's been lockdowns a lot of this, that and the other, umming and ahhing from people and the government. And it's just been a bit of a mess the whole year, to be honest. But so what I'm really going to talk about is just that, first of all, we went into the first lockdown in March. I can't remember the exact date, but it was somewhere, maybe the 16th, something like that, 18th. I'm not exactly sure. But on the 21st of March, there was only 54 COVID-related deaths in that one day. And then exactly a month later, on April the 21st, there was actually 1,166 deaths on that day. So that just shows the dramatic increase of it over the course of even a month. And obviously now we're into a lot of COVID cases and yeah, it's just been a bit of a shambles the whole year. So it was all just a bit of a weird thing to start off with because obviously no one knows anything about it like in terms of great detail because it's such a new thing no one knew what was going to happen with a lockdown no one knew what the guidelines were going to be but obviously we started off with just six week lockdown if I remember correctly and obviously it was only you could go to the shop to get essential stuff like that you weren't allowed to mix households you, like at one point I'm pretty sure they said you weren't allowed to exercise out of your own house but yeah it's all a, it was all a bit of a weird time and then this lockdown seemed to go on forever after this not just the original six weeks I can't remember how long it went on for but it feels like we haven't actually got out of it to be honest we haven't there's still restrictions in place and everything's still not normal or not at the norm as we know it and as what we've become accustomed to but I think slowly we're getting there um, obviously there was a lot of negative around this whole period. You heard a lot of horror stories about 
like Asian people being beaten up and racially abused in the UK and other parts of Europe just because of like many ignorant people who think that it's the Asian people who bring it over here and just all of this just like racist idiots to be fair um but I didn't see too many stories of that afterwards like after the I seen I seen quite a few on the first couple of weeks or first month of it being in the UK but yeah it seemed to die down a little bit afterwards maybe that's because of the lockdown um also the well the government have they handled it well um it's hard to say obviously it's a hard job to do however you look at it because no one's had to do it before no one's been through it um sorry my dog was whining in the kitchen so i've had to let her out but yeah sorry about that um but yeah it's it's a hard job to do for anyone like you you no one knows what to do what is right but i think with our country and the way the government did it in our country it's just been a lack of clarity like at the start in the first lockdown it was kind of oh you can't go to work unless it's essential but try and drive yourself there but if you don't drive you can get public transport just wear a mask but then you're not adhering to this two meter rule it was it was just a, it was a shambles like it was just everything was quite contradictory of the rules and what was said and i think everyone was more confused about it then when the rules actually came out than before when they just thought it was going to be a straight lockdown and you weren't allowed to go out and do anything so yeah that was a bit weird and i think that probably caused a lot of i don't know friction and a lot of hatred towards the government just because of that it's also been weird that we've been in and out of lockdowns you see other countries like uh new zealand they got their first case or first few cases and just locked down the whole country no one was coming in no one was going out and it was well they were out of lockdown pretty soon after that um and then another country i think it was sweden they basically did like herd immunity and they let everyone there was no lockdown they just let everyone go out and roam and then the virus died out eventually or drastically decreased but I think here we just did it we should have done one way or another or just been in a serious lockdown for longer but yeah obviously everyone's got different opinions on that that's my opinion I think it's all been done a bit backwards and obviously now we've just been in another lockdown again and then they bring out the whole three-tier system recently which was if you're in tier three of lockdown you've got more restrictions than if you're in tier two and they're tier, tier one where we are in Cornwall where we've been like blessed I guess you can still go out and get food it's just like it's just kind of normal but you've got to wear a mask still and all of those things but I think and like that's another funny one they made the tier three system and then within a couple of weeks, the whole idea of the three-tier system working for everything is now changed into a four-tier system with London going into tier four where you can't, like then you're not even allowed to leave London apparently. They can arrest you for leaving. So yeah, that's all a bit mental. Also the whole eat out to help out scheme, like giving whatever it was, 50% off food certain days of the week. Um, 
like maybe it's a good idea because of the economy to get some money back in but then it just means more people are socializing again and then there was another spike in coronavirus and we had to go back into another lockdown and then in that lockdown they said one of the reasons for the spikes could have been the eat out to help out but then in the process of coming out of that lockdown they even debated doing that scheme again which just shows how kind of backwards it all is and yeah very very odd um has Cornwall been affected um probably in terms of people from up country coming down to Cornwall to get away from the higher amount of COVID cases up country but then it's just bringing it down here so yeah I think it's a bit it's a bit just it baffles me where people do stuff like that because you're trying to get away from it but then you're putting more people at risk by going to where there's lower cases so yeah it's very odd also another thing is that the government haven't closed universities even though there's not really any face-to-face lectures you're still paying however much it is nine thousand pounds for the year for your course just for it to be like a powerpoint or maybe the odd online seminar um another thing to do with this is if you're at university in your halls or if you've got a room by yourself and then you go into lockdown you're just stuck in your room or and it's just the effects on someone's mental health that that can have must be crazy just so negative um it's just being stuck by yourself not allowed to go back and see your family it's it's not nice at all and I can't imagine being in that position how I'd feel about it but I definitely wouldn't be happy um on top of that the national child mortality database has identified a concerning signal that deaths by suicide among under 18s may have increased during the first phase of lockdown in the UK. So this was for the first phase. I don't know about the phase we've just had. But yeah, that's I did a little bit of research online for that and that's what I came out that's what it said. So all in all, the whole coronavirus thing over the years has been quite odd. Like it's something I wouldn't want to happen again. Um it's all been very alien to everyone because it's not happened before. But yeah, that's just a brief summary of it that I wanted to talk about. Uh, the next thing is the whole vaccine situation. Would I get it? Yes, I would get it. Um, my mum will be one of the first people to get it because she's high risk. And then if I get it as well, then yeah, it's just it just eliminates even more risk of me passing. It. And I'd get it anyway. I don't, I don't really understand people who say they won't get it. Like you see all these people saying that it's the government's way of tracking everyone. They're gonna put summing a chip in you with this vaccine and then they'll be able to track what you do what you say where you're going but these same people have like all got iphones or all use social media and if you don't think they're tracking you through that or know all of your data through that then you should really have a think about it and maybe watch something on netflix i think it's called the social dilemma that's a big eye-opener but yeah, these people complaining about being tracked, but you've literally got an iPhone in your pocket, what knows everything about you, and social media accounts, which know everything about you, where your location is. So it would literally be no different, even if it was the way of the government tracking you. So also another weird one is people who are like regular drug abusers or people who use drugs on the weekend saying that they're not going to do the vaccine because they don't know what's in it. But I bet they couldn't tell you what was in the drugs they were taking. It's just all 
very very strange um but yeah i would get it personally i don't see the reason not to um there's been vaccines before where people have taken them and not died from it no like long-lasting health conditions that were linked to the vaccine and even even if it did affect you in 50 60 years being my age i'm now that would take me to 70 80 years old like everyone dies at some point and whether that's because you took a vaccine 60 years ago or because i might walk into the street tomorrow and get hit by a car like you don't know how you're going to die you don't know when it's going to happen so by trying to prevent it by taking a vaccine and prevent death around you by taking this vaccine and not spreading the coronavirus then i think that's definitely a good idea and a good thing to do um so yeah that was a bit of a conspiracy theory about people saying governments are tracking people doing it so uh there's a couple of funny conspiracy theories i can think of um a man in america came up with the idea that powerful people in the world including the royal family in england are actually like shape-shifting lizards and they control everyone and they're not actually humans and yeah that's an absolute that baffles me i don't understand where this has come from apparently people have seen leaders in countries turn into lizards and then turn back into a person again but i don't believe it that's a very weird conspiracy theory another one that is super strange that i'd never heard of before until like last year when i read it online um just like randomly and it was about australia doesn't actually exist and it's just a place in chile i honestly don't know how people think this is real like it's i don't even know what to say about it like they've apparently australia is a made-up country um where they sent the criminals back in the day and it's just made up it's actually just a part of chile but they don't know that and no one knows it but then yeah it, it i don't know that's just a very weird one um on to the last point is just going to be about counseling so therapy you might want to call it are there any negatives to it um no <laughs> to to be honest there's no negatives to getting any form of counseling or therapy there's the benefits you'll feel from it are huge even if it's just the fact that you've got someone to talk to openly and it's confidential and they're obviously trained to talk about these things it can help you massively um on top of that it's just it's a good way to let off steam it's a good way to let out stress just by talking to these people and there's obviously different methods of therapy or different types of counseling that you can go through and to be honest i've never had i think the only bad thing you might take from it is sometimes you might see one therapist and not really not that you don't get on with them there's just something not right about it and it's not the right therapist for you or the right counselor for you this has happened to me before it also happened with a um a company that do counseling in the southwest and i wasn't I don't know, it just didn't really help me that much. But I started seeing a private counsellor last year, maybe the year before, I'm not sure. And yeah, she was so nice. She'd helped a lot. She was just really open and honest about everything. Made me realise that, well, a lot of things about myself that I think too much about the future and not about the present. And I'm constantly worrying about the future. Um, But yeah, I think overall, 
it's definitely a good thing to do. Even if you not, even if you don't struggle with your mental health issues, I think some people should just see a counsellor because it's someone to talk to. And it means you can keep on top of your mental health. So I don't think there's anything bad about it. It's all good from my experience and from other people's experiences that I've heard about. So I'd actually encourage it, even if you don't have mental health issues, even if you just see a private counsellor like once every three months or even once every six months, just to keep on top of things and it's there to talk to someone who's got professional ideas, professional help. And yeah, I just think it's a brilliant idea and I'd completely suggest people to do it. Um, But yeah, this has been a bit of a shorter podcast today, but I hope you don't mind. But yeah, it was just three little subjects I wanted to talk about that are quite relevant to today and obviously counselling is a big part of people trying to get better if they struggle with their mental health. So yeah, it's just three topics I wanted to cover. So thanks a lot, everyone. And sorry about the dog coming in and whining in the middle. Um, but yeah, it just it is what it is. So share it up. Uh, like, subscribe it on my, on my YouTube, sorry. So like 65% of my viewers on YouTube aren't actually subscribed to my channel. So I'd like to see that number go down a little bit. So yeah, like, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend, share it up, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and yeah, thank you very much. I hope everyone has a good day, good week, good Christmas. See you soon.